if we're supposed to be fighting not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, then why would you volunteer to take an earthly position and an earthly stance? If we have all of heaven backing us, why would we volunteer to fight from here on earth? Yeah. Come on. If Matthew Come on. 18, 18 be true, if Matthew 18, 18 is true, and we have the right to bind what is bound in heaven yes. and to loose what is loose on earth and it will yes. be loosed in heaven, then why would we volunteer to fight here? <laughs> exactly. Why would we not choose to use the authority that God has given us Come on. as co-heirs with Christ? And just like you said, we control when the flood ends. Yeah. Come on. Well, we've been given the authority to control when the flood begins as well. Come on. You see what it says here in Acts 2. It says in Acts 2.17 that it shall come to pass that in the last days, says the Lord, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Come on. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. <laughs> Young men shall see visions and old men shall see dreams. And on my maidservants and my men servants, I will pour out all of my spirit. Amen. They shall prophesy. I will show them wonders in heavens above, signs throughout the earth below, blood, fire, vapor, and of smoke. They shall see the sun turn into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass yes. that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see these prophecies, and this happens, this happened come previously on, in Joel. So that's what he was quoting. Luke was quoting, was quoting Joel back in the beginning, where he quotes the exact same passage of scripture. And you see, a lot of us think, oh, okay, well, that was fulfilled a couple chapters later. Yes, it was. Then it was fulfilled again a couple hundred years later. Yes, it was. And fulfilled again and again and again throughout time. You see, this scripture doesn't have an expiration date. The scripture doesn't say. In 2025, my spirit will be poured upon all flesh. No, it says it shall come to pass. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt that every great man of God, every great woman of God, every great revival leader, every great awakening and every great time of being in the presence of the Lord and calling upon the glory and calling upon the Lord started with the revelation of we having the power, Amen. we deciding when scripture becomes fulfilled. Come on. You come see, on. God said, let it come on earth as it is in heaven. He didn't tease us. He didn't say, oh, pray this prayer and so then I watch and it doesn't happen. That's not what our father's like. He said, pray this and see it manifest. And when we realize that, when we say, this word can be manifest. This word can come to pass. When we realize that, it happens. When we have the faith to see it come to pass is when it takes place for the very first time. And so I believe without a shadow of a doubt that Billy Graham saw that. Come on. That come everyone on. else who went through revival and Charles Finney and all of the great leaders of revival, and I could go on and on and on about every revival that took place. All that God is waiting for is for someone to say, I will pray, I will believe, and I will see it come to pass. And therefore, we have to see a move of God. Therefore, God has to honor His Word. Come on. Come and on. we take it at face value. And if that be the case, then God must demonstrate Himself. And if that be the case, then God must reveal Himself.
And if we could just understand that we have the ability to pray and change the will of God for our generation. And before you say, well, that sounds a lot like heresy. Well, it's not. You see, in John 2, in John 2, it took a woman who knew Jesus, someone who birthed him, who knew who Jesus was before his first miracle to say, I see a problem, I see a need. And maybe you're watching today and you say, well, I see a need. I see a problem in the school I'm in. I see a problem in the workplace I'm in. I see a problem with the generation, with my content, with my country, with my government. I see a problem. And God, I know a solution and His name is Jesus. Come on, that's right. And she for one second looked at those eyes and said, you are the solution right now. And Jesus turned around and said, Mother, the time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. But I can almost see the exchange that took place between the two of them, where her faith was so stirred up, where she had something that no one else in that room had. She had a relationship that no one else in that room had that said, I know who you are. And her faith was stirred up inside. And it's like Jesus was testing her and said, no, my time's not yet come. And she turned around and stared at him. And I can see the exchange that took place. And without another word, her faith spoke for her. And I can see Jesus looking at her and saying, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it was in you. I just wanted to see those eyes. Yeah. I wanted to see the faith within you. And her faith moved the timeline of heaven. Come on. <laughs> and I declare to you today that your faith Come on. can move the timeline of heaven. Yes. Your faith can expedite the last great awakening. Jesus. Your faith can be stirred to a point where you put a demand on the glory of God that He has to return. You see, everyone gets this so confused. They said the rapture has to happen because look how bad the world is getting. What does the badness of the world have to do with the rapture? The Bible says that Jesus is coming back for a victorious church. Amen. Amen. Not a broken church, not a confused church, not a church that can't decide what version of the gospel to preach, not a, ver not a version of the church that can't decide what gender we're supposed to be, not a version of the church that can't decide whether the name of Jesus is applicable today, Come on. not a version of the church that can't decide whether signs, wonders, and miracles and healings are for now. Jesus is coming back for a victorious church yes. with one mind and one purpose, and that is to make Christ known Amen. amongst men. Amen. Amen. A generation that would rise up and be fishers of men. men. A generation that would rise up and diligently seek Him, because that, that is the condition. Yes, we have to pray without ceasing. Yes, we have to rejoice. Yes, we have to be thankful for everything. But we have to diligently seek Him. Because the Word of the Lord says that those who seek the Lord diligently will find Him. What does diligently mean? What does diligently consist of? Well, you see, if I lost my phone, I tell you right now, I would not stop until I found it. 
I would not have a conversation with Eric about something that is totally irrelevant, probably to do with supercars. I would not have a conversation with my mom about what I ate or made for breakfast. I would not stop to talk about my, with my dad about some business decision. I would find my phone and I would not stop until I found my phone. And in the same manner, if we would diligently seek the face of God, if we locked ourselves in our rooms and put away our devices and said, Instagram can wait, TikTok can wait, Facebook can wait. I'm looking at old people too. I'm not excluding you. Facebook can wait. YouTube can wait. Our friends can wait. Our family can wait. Our spouses can wait. You see, even though they complete you on earth and they are part of who you are now, there is one who made you. And he is a jealous God. He does not want to share his affection with anyone. And if you could come to a realization that he is a jealous God for your heart, he is a jealous God for your time, and he is a jealous God for your love. Then it would change the way you live. It would change your morning routines. You would wake up and say, oh Jesus, I see you. It would change your car drives to work. It would change your phone calls with other people. It would change your wasted time. It would change your alone time. It would change your time with others. You would begin to live on purpose. But you see, the thing is, you cannot be diligent without purpose. You see, we say, let's be diligent. Let's be diligent in the gym. Let's be diligent with our, our dietary habits. Let's be diligent everywhere in life. You cannot be diligent without purpose. And you cannot have purpose without hunger. And that is what it comes down to. Yes. It comes down to a generation that would hunger after Jesus. the Spirit of God. Amen. See, John, 1 John 2.15 says that we cannot love God and love the things of this world. 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, pray and seek my face, I will hear their cry and I will heal their land. See, it's a hunger that we have to develop deep down inside that is what will allow us to see God's glory and the flood of God's presence manifest here on earth. And you see, your hunger can come from two ways. It can come through only desperation, but two different times of desperation. Desperation that is self-induced or desperation that is induced by the atmosphere around us. Mm. See, what I'm telling you now is that yes, they are correct. Things will get worse. Mm. Whether you like it or not, things are going to get worse. This world is falling apart. But thank the Lord Jesus that we have a rock to stand on. We have the revelation of who God is to stand on. And you see, you can be induced by the situation around you to get this revelation of who He is. And you can get the desperation and the hunger through having nothing but Him to stand on. Or... How much better is to realize that by yourself? It's before the world falls apart on you. And before you wake up and have no one to turn to. And before you wake up and check, you have nothing to feed yourself with. You have no thing in your bank account. 
Not a thing left but Jesus. That's one way to do it. But how much better for him to not be your last resort? Come on. How much better? You see, my parents know that I won't wait till the last minute because I know their heart. I'm not going to try everything in life to get me out of a situation before coming to my father. Because I know his character. And why would I search everywhere else? Why would I look on YouTube? Why would I look through other people? Why would I call everyone I know before calling my father? Which is why I know that even when hanging shelves and mismeasuring something, I can call him and ask for his opinion, ask for his help. Then so much more, if our earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, how does our heavenly father love? And if that be the case, stop leaving him as the last option. Seek him first. God has already created everything you need inside of you. You just need to ask Him to reveal it. See, the Word says in the beginning, in Genesis 1-3, it says, The Lord spoke and said, Let there be light. The sun wasn't created until the fourth day. And God spoke into existence a light. And the Hebrew for that says Yahi or Yahi Or. It's two different words, Yahi and Yahi Or. And the first speaks about a phrase that is so powerful that it began creation. Light be is the exact translation. God spoke. He didn't doubt. He didn't worry. He didn't know what else to say. He just said and it was. Sometimes you need to speak to that situation and say, I don't care what it looks like. I refuse to fight from a place of understanding. Mm. Be. Be healed. Be free. Be delivered. Be prosperous. Be restored. Right. And He spoke and there was. And I could tell you about the magnificent of God's words and how in Psalms 145 verse 10, it says that even God's great and wondrous works praise His name. You see, because the, the beautiful thing about the very first creation is that when Jesus spoke, when God spoke, when the Holy Spirit spoke, when the Trinity created the universe as we know it and spoke it into existence and said, light be. Words became into light. And you see, words travel at a speed. They travel at the speed of sound, which is 767.9 miles per hour. And they spoke and they left the mouth of God to become creation. And there was a point in time at the beginning of all of creation where words became light and something had to happen. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Jordan, what happened? I said, God, I don't know. And he said, let me show you. You see, when words become light, when sound becomes light, there's a transformation that takes place. And by faith, something was created out of nothing. You see, light 
travels at a much different speed. 186,282 miles per second to be exact. If you want that in miles per hour, it's 670 million, 616,629 miles per hour. And the difference between that is that there is a barrier that you need to speak to. There is a barrier in life that is holding back the blessing of God, that is holding back the flood. And it took him speaking and being created into light that broke that barrier, this barrier of sound. And I'm here to tell you right now that at the very beginning of time, his words broke the sound barrier and became light. And honoring his word that was written thousands of years later in Psalms 145.10. It said that even his marvelous and wonderful creations returned praise. You see, something happens when you break a sound barrier. Yeah. There is a sound that is released, a sonic boom that is released. And the very first thing God created broke the sound barrier, became into existence, and it turned around on its heels and said, Oh God, how wonderful are you? You breathed me into existence, and therefore I will utter your word. And I will return with the sound of praise. praise and the very first thing that was created, praise returned God. praise to the Lord. Praise God. And you see, the second meaning for light let there be is Yahi Or, which comes from the Hebrew word meaning light be here. Come on. And that implies something completely different. And I can't tell you which one is correct, maybe both, because God is outside of time, outside of space, and outside of my own imagination. Why would I want a God that I understand completely? I don't serve a Lord who is my size. Hallelujah. And I'm happy about that. But you see, the second meaning of that is light be here, which implies that before Genesis 1-3, light was already created. And it puzzled me because I said, what do you mean? And God said, well, light didn't come from the sun originally either way. That's right. The sun was only created on the fourth day. So this had to be something different. And I said, Lord, what does that mean? And I said, Jordan, what if light was not created in Genesis 1-3, but rather it was called. And the Father spoke to what is again mentioned in 1 John 1 as the light of this world. As the Word who was with God at the beginning. And what if God simply said, Jesus, come here. And there was light. What if in Genesis 1-3, light was not created, but light was called forth instead? Which then implies this, that whatever breakthrough you are needing in life, maybe God has already created the solution. Oh, yes. But it is up to you to call it, to call it into your now. <laughs> and what if God is saying, let us create man in our own image so that when darkness arises, 
I have given them a light that they simply call upon my name. And light be. And depression must leave. Because where there is light, darkness cannot abound. That's right. That's right. And when you call upon the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that he is Lord. Lord. Amen. And therefore, tonight, it now becomes your responsibility. There's no more waiting. There's no more wondering. There's no more anticipation for an outpouring of a flood of God's glory. The ball is now in your court. You now have the power to decide when we see scripture manifest. You now have the ability to say, oh, there is depression, but Jesus, come. Oh, there is sickness, but Jesus, come. And in my situation of darkness, light be here. Because not even, I don't even have to create it from the beginning myself. It is already waiting for me. And the gates of heaven are now open. The window of heaven is now open. And I have every right because of the sacrifice on the cross, because of the blood shed before me to now claim what is rightfully mine as co-heirs of Christ. That's seated with him in heavenly places. I have that authority now. So light be in the darkness. Light be in depression. Light be in anxiety. Light be in suicidal thoughts. Light be where I need healing. Light be where my family needs restoration. It is time that we no longer wait on the Lord. The Lord is already waiting on you and it is time you speak to that situation and you say God you are my provider God you are my answer Jesus you are the light of the world Jesus you are the one who saves you are the one who redeems you are the one who restores I will call upon your name but before you can do that I have to give you an option and I cannot leave here today without giving you an option to be able to call upon that name. You see, there are so many names for God and they are all so magnificent and so beautiful in each and every one of their contexts. But there is one name that we are saved by. There is one name that we can call upon to be saved. And this is the time. This is the day that we are in where whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, whosoever calls upon Jesus Christ will receive their salvation and be saved. And maybe you've done this before. Maybe you've done it a thousand times. Maybe you're in Bible school. But here's something I need to tell you right now is an office does not save. Church will not save. Your job will not save. Your Bible school will not save. Your Sunday school will not save. Your parents' relationship will not save. Your friends' relationship will not save. There is nothing but the blood of Jesus that was shed for you that will save you. So now is the time to make the most important choice you will ever make. You see, you can't jump in the flood 
There cannot be new wine until there is a new wineskin. And I want to invite you into the flood. I want to invite you to communion. I want to invite you into everything that God has for you. But if you are not 100% sure that if you were to die today, that you would be with Him in glory, I cannot offer you a life filled with glory with Him right now. And I know you may say, oh, well, I've never killed anyone. Well, neither have I. But there was a time where I know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ was not my Lord and Savior. And if I was to die, I would not have been with Him in heaven. And there is a crossroad that every person has to come to to realize that it is no longer my works. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've said. And I'm not trying to say it to discount good works. Works are important, but they will not save you until you have confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart that Jesus Christ came, the flesh of the Word, dwelling among us, died for our sins, resurrected for our salvation. Until you accept that He was born of a virgin, so that He did not come from Adam's seed, because He cannot be dust, for He did not return to dust. So the grave could not hold Him, that He lived a perfect and sinless life, so that sin could not mark Him. But He chose to die a sinner's death for us. And He was perfect so that He was the perfect sacrifice. And His death, burial and resurrection were exactly how the Word says it happened. He proved, and I believe without a shadow of a doubt, there was a moment in heaven. There was a moment on earth and there was a moment through all of creation on that third day that He rose to life. And all of creation said, wow, He really is the Son of Man. He really is the Son of God. And all of creation paused to honor Him. And now I am giving you the exact same opportunity. It's time to pause. It's time to say enough is enough. Life is chaotic, but this is my peace. This is my hope and this is my eternity at stake. It is time to stop playing games. You can gamble with anything in life, but do not gamble with your salvation. If there is one thing you should know, it is if you were to die today, where will you spend eternity? If there is one thing you should be sure of more than anything else, it is who is my Lord and Savior? Am I saved? You don't need a Bible verse in your caption. You don't need a Bible verse in your description or your bio on Instagram. You don't need fancy church clothing. You don't need to be a part of a body of Christ, which is important, but that will not guarantee you salvation. You need a new life and there is one person that can give it to you and his name is Jesus. So I am offering you right now, if this is it, if you cannot breathe right now, if you know without a shadow of a doubt that you would die today and not go to heaven, I want to offer you a chance. Look into the eyes of fire. Look into the eyes of mercy. 
and receive him now as your Lord and your Savior. And if that's the case, I don't need you to lift your hand. I don't need you to stand up. I need you to decide in your heart that this is now. This is the time. For such a time as this, I have been created. I see my Savior and I want to give him everything. So would you pray with this with me? Would you say this with me? Dear Heavenly Father, Come into my heart. Wash me clean. Save me. You love me. And so I accept your love today. I accept a new life today. Come into me, Lord. Give me a new life. Wash me and cleanse me. Transform me. And become my Lord. And if that was you. I want you to type in the comments right now, I am home. Hallelujah. I don't care if you've written it for a thousand times, I don't care if you pray this prayer a thousand times, comment right now, I am home. Because yes. all of heaven rejoices when just one comes back to the Father. And all of heaven is rejoicing now Whoa. because now we are set up to see a flood of His glory. This is only the beginning. Go ahead and call the number on the screen. Send us an email. Get in contact because we want to partner with you. We want to help you. You aren't meant to run this race by yourself. Right. Not only do you have Jesus, not only do you have the comfort of the Holy Spirit, but you have us, the body of Christ. Yes. And together, we will see Scripture manifest. And together, we will see the flood of His glory come.